This is episode 49 of the Popcast. Hello, welcome to the Popcast, the pop culture podcast from Vernacular. We're your hosts, Maureen and Josh Goldman. Each week, we'll dive into the latest in pop culture with our three regular segments. First, the snack bag, where we cover some smaller stories from the past week. Second, the marquee topic, where we dive in-depth into one pop culture story or event. And third, the teasers, where we give our suggestions for pop culture content you might have missed, but should definitely check out. Welcome back, everybody. Maureen, another week. How are you doing? I'm doing great, honey. How are you doing? Good. It's hot outside, but it is cool in our house. So cold, in fact, that Maureen is draped in a blanket like she is a member of the cast of Game of Thrones in the North. It's freezing in here. It's not freezing in well, here. Well, I don't like the cold air blowing on me. I'm wearing shorts and a t-shirt, and I could not be happier, but you wouldn't know it because I wear shorts and a t-shirt in the winter, so it's the same as always. Josh loves shorts. How many times have we mentioned on the podcast how much I love shorts? I think we've talked about your collection of wanting one million of them and how you're giving some away, and that was upsetting me. I don't think we talked about any of that, but really? Josh now once our podcast said audience he, knows. Yeah, he, he once said that he wanted one million pairs of basketball shorts, like mesh shorts. But they have to have pockets. So he got a bunch are, of what them. What good are shorts if they don't have pockets? He got a bunch of them for like Christmases and birthdays and you know whatever, and now he's starting to have so many that it, they can't fit in his drawer, so he's like exfoliating them. Exfoliating shorts? I've never heard <laughs> that term. Exfoliating, meaning like... Getting rid of the ones. I know what you mean, but yeah. I've never heard that term used for shorts. Yeah. Just skin. Well, in my defense, the ones that I gave away didn't have pockets, so they didn't meet the criteria that I needed. Maureen, one little tiny piece of follow-up from last week. I was talking with my mom, who is an avid listener of the Popcast. Thanks, Mom. And she mentioned that she read this thing or heard this thing about how authors often say when they're writing a book that... They don't really care whether the reaction of the book is positive or negative, as long as the person reading the book has a really strong reaction to the ending. And this goes to our point last week, we were talking about endings of shows. But I don't think Game of Thrones writers were trying to do that. The fact that you had a strong reaction, a very strong reaction, now you didn't like the ending, but the fact that you had a strong reaction, did they do their job throughout the whole series by Mm. keeping you invested? No, because my reaction wasn't strong because the ending was like, like, but it doesn't have to be good. Yeah. The point is that the goal of the author is not trying to make you happy necessarily or the, the storyteller or whoever. The goal of that person is to get you invested to the point where you have a strong visceral reaction one way or another. And it seems like you did. I definitely did. We have two snack bag items this week. The first one is we were talking about iTunes recently. I think in a recent episode where I was Backstreet talking Boys. about yeah, the Backstreet Boys episode. And I was just talking about it, having this like nostalgic remembrance of, of that service. I don't use it anymore, but I knew it was still in existence. Well, apparently, as of this week, iTunes is going away. Apple has decided to basically kill the service because people are not downloading music anymore in the way that they used to. So after 18 years, it, it debuted in 2001, iTunes, the ability to buy a song for 99 cents, is going away. But there's still you're still going to be able to do it. It's just not going to be iTunes anymore. They're going to have now like a separate platform called Music right. and a separate platform for TV. And but the original like iTunes, I as we know it, is going away. So here's what I want to say about this. It is so annoying when you like spend time. Now, I, I haven't done this with iTunes, but I did this with iPhoto. You spend time like learning the platform, organizing like your 
in this case, organizing your songs, creating playlists, like whatever, whatever. And you have this whole thing set up that you love. And then all of a sudden the platform goes away and like you just have a bunch of raw files again. And the and you basically gone. lose all of it. You yeah. lose all of it. That is so frustrating to me. So I don't particularly use iTunes, but iPhoto, when that went away and just became photos, was crushing to me. And since then I have gone completely old school stuffing my money under my mattress and like taking my pictures and put them onto like an external hard drive in just like file folders because I'm like I don't have to redo file folders again Apple when you ultimately redo photos wow salty about this I'm like wow, really that's such a strong reaction I really did what I was gonna talk about was how I was just nostalgic about the whole thing I remember like the first song that I ever downloaded on iTunes it was such a big deal I think I was a junior in high school I it might have been around 2004 Four, what I was think. the first song you downloaded? I'm pretty sure it was a Ben Fold song. I'm pretty sure it was the Ben Fold song Landed. And I'm pretty sure that was the very first one I clicked purchase on, probably with my parents' credit card. I don't remember at this point. But man, I just had so many memories of downloading songs. I mean, that was the best way to get music when I was in high school and college. And I just really have a soft spot in my heart for, I, I sound a Bostonian there, soft spot in my heart. I don't know why I said it <laughs> like that. Kevin and Kathy, he's coming up. So yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I'm i I'm sad to see it go away. I feel like I used iTunes a lot in college because I was studying musical theater. And so I downloaded like different songs I was learning. And I will say I have an old iPad, speaking of things that are obsolete, now that we can put all of our music on our phones. But I have this old iPad Nano. iPad, iPod. iPod. What did I say the first time? iPad. iPod. <laughs> Oops. We have an iPad that we use and that our son yeah. is obsessed with. Okay, you have an iPod Nano. I, I have an iPod Shuffle, whoa. like that little one that yeah, doesn't yeah, even yeah. have a screen. Well, so I had the iPod Nano. My mom gave it to me for my birthday one year. And the songs that I have on it are all of these songs that I had downloaded in college, like for my acapella group or for like auditions or whatever show I was in. And I obviously can't update it because you have to plug it in and sync it with your iTunes library and like a couple computers ago, I lost the iTunes library. So I have this iPod that I can charge and listen to. But basically, anytime I use it, it's like a I'm in college again because none it's of like the songs have, it is a time capsule and part of it part of me wants to be like i'm just needing to let go of this and the other part of me is like i should just keep this forever to remember this four-year period of my life yeah the very first thing that i ever purchased with my own money that i earned from a job was an ipod and so i will always love that era of music because it was my introduction to a lot of new music now you use spotify for everything now you spotify i've moved on but, you know, one day that'll go away and music will be implanted in our heads, I'm sure. And, you know, we won't need anything. We won't need an external device. You'll just get a microchip put in your ear or something like that. Okay, our second snack bag topic. Oh, this one's so sad. It's, I mean, it's sad in, in like, sort of, but it's not that sad. It's a lighthearted sad. Yeah. So James Holtower, the Jeopardy champion for 32 days in a row, finally lost earlier this week. He lost to it was like, what, a librarian from Chicago, I believe. And Emma. it was close. It was close, but he ultimately came up short. He did not get the daily doubles in the double jeopardy round, and I think that was he didn't his get downfall. Any of them. He got the very first one, but it was the very first clue of the whole oh, game. Oh, right. So he had nothing to bet. He had nothing to bet. I think we should just pour one out for James. He really did a great job on the show. I mean, he, he was so entertaining to watch. He's such a weird guy. Like you could just tell he's an odd guy. But he was so fun to watch, and 
I was really into Jeopardy for a couple weeks. He was very classy after he lost to her. Like he went over right away and shook her hand and he put out on social media that he was so proud. Let me let me pause. He didn't quite shake her hand. He did this awkward Clap white guy thing. high five. All right, well, it was kind of funny. It was well meaning. It was it was definitely well meaning. It was just awkward. He put out on social media that he was so happy that like a player at her best like beat him and that was an honor for him. And it was just I think he handled it all really, really well. And look, we can't cry too much for James because Wait. he before, he did walk away with $2.4 million. Tell everyone what you did to me. So I tried to trick Maureen. You did trick me. I tricked Maureen by saying that because he lost in his last game. This is as we're watching it, you guys. He didn't get any of the money that he had earned before because he chose to risk it by continuing on. And you Maureen said he was, got $2,000. Yeah, because the second place finisher in a game finishes with $2,000. The third place finisher finishes with $1,000. And I told Maureen that if the champion chooses to go on and, and chooses not to walk away, that they lose all of the money if they end up losing. And of course, that's not true. You keep all the money that you've earned. I was heartbroken for like 30 seconds. Until Maureen Josh. was so upset <laughs> that he so, would have lost so all $2.4 million that he'd earned. But again, he did walk away with that. So congratulations to James. I'm sure he'll be back on a tournament of champions or something. And I think that he will clean up based on his style. I want to see him play Ken Jennings. I think that would be interesting because they have totally different styles, but they're both clearly intelligent. I just think that James has a better tactic for going through the board. It'd be interesting to watch them square off. Maybe it'll be them versus the IBM computer again. All right, that will do it for the snack bag this week. Before we move on to our marquee topic, here's a quick word from our sponsor. Do you ever listen to an episode of the Popcast and think, man, I'd love to give podcasting a try. Or maybe you think to yourself, that Josh, he's a hack. I could do my own show about pop culture. I'd want to keep Maureen though, she's great. Well, I've got good news for you. Anchor, the very platform we use for the podcast is the easiest way to make a podcast. Their platform is super simple to use and gives you everything you need to make your show in one place, either on your phone or on your computer. And the best part, it's completely free to use. They have the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast, and they'll take care of distribution so you can make your voice heard everywhere from Apple Podcasts to Spotify to Google Podcasts and more. You can also make money from your podcast, and get this, there is no minimum listenership required to start making money. So what are you waiting for? Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Okay, back to the show. For the marquee topic this week, we are talking about possible choices for the 2019 song of the summer. So I was reading an article on The Ringer recently, and they had put together a list of songs that they thought might compete to be the quote unquote song of the summer. There's nothing official, but it's just kind of what ends up in people's heads after a summer of playing it. So summer is a time when we typically get one or two or 10 songs stuck in our head on a loop. People are outside, they're barbecuing, they're enjoying the pool and blasting music. In the past, we've gotten songs such as Carly Rae Jepsen's 2012 Call Me Maybe, Katy Perry's 2009 California Girls, Walk the Moon's 2015 Shut Up and Dance, Beyonce and Jay-Z's 2003 Crazy in Love, and so, so many others. I, I, I could spend the whole podcast just listing them out. But today, Maureen and I are going to analyze six different songs that could be the 2019 song of the summer. We're going to give you our pick for the one we like the most and which one might be dubbed the champion come September of this year. So the first thing, before we get into the six songs we're going to talk about, Maureen, I want to ask you, what makes a good 
song of the summer? It has to be catchy. First and foremost, it has to be an earworm. It has to be something that like you hear it once and you're like kind of humming it to yourself. And then you're like, what was that song? And then you like go back and listen to it another 50 times and then... There you have it. Yeah, I think that that's probably the biggest thing. The article that I read on The Ringer had four different categories. One of them was, is it catchy? Another one was, how do, how's it doing on the playlist so far, like Spotify playlist and the billboard charts? And then the other one that I didn't really think about is how much is it being talked about? So how much are people writing about the song? How much Word are people talking about it on social media? And basically they ranked a bunch of different songs on these four categories. And I used that article along with an article that I found on Mashable to pick six of these songs that are up there as possibilities for Song of the Summer. And what I did was I made a little mini bracket. We're going to have four songs face off against each other in the first round. The winners of each of those competitions will go on to face our first round buy songs. And then we'll go from there and crown our champion. So we'll have a couple different matchups that we're going to examine. Maureen and I will hopefully come to a consensus. If we don't, then I don't know. We'll flip a coin. We're going to have to flip a coin. Yeah. Yeah. Or... If we can't come to a consensus right away, the other person who feels strongly is going to have to convince the other one why they think their song should move on. Should we get to the songs? Let's do it. As I said, two of the songs are going to get a first round by and automatically move on to the final four. Here are the six songs we're going to choose from. Our top two songs that will be getting a first round by are Old Town Road, the remix by Lil Nas X featuring Billy Ray Cyrus and Sucker by the Jonas Brothers. Our first first round matchup is Boy With Love by BTS featuring Halsey and Juice by an artist named Lizzo. The winner of that will take on Sucker by the Jonas Brothers. The second first round matchup will be Bad Guy by Billie Eilish versus I Don't Care by Ed Sheeran featuring Justin Bieber. And the winner of that will face Old Town Road. And then we will go from there. So wait, I want to preface this by saying I know nothing about any of these songs except the Jonas Brothers song Sucker only because... I randomly heard it on a mix. I've talked about it on this podcast that I was like, oh, that's a catchy song. But the other five were all totally new to me. So I listened to all of them multiple times as I was doing my research. Okay, so our first matchup today is Boy With Love by BTS featuring Halsey versus Juice by Lizzo. So we're going to hear a little bit from each of the songs. First up, Boy With Love. Our second song is Juice by Lizzo. Let's hear a little bit of that. In our first round matchup, what are your initial thoughts about these songs? Wait, I think we should just say which one we like better first. Because I don't want to sway 
I want to be able to say which one we liked better individually, and then we can try to convince each okay, other. Okay, so I'll go first, and then you can follow up immediately with yours. Okay. Okay, of this matchup, yeah. I think I have to go with what I think would be the higher seed, which is Boy With Love by BTS featuring Halsey. I also picked Boy With Love, but only based on the fact that I liked it better. So for me, to answer your first question, which is like, what did I think of each of these songs? So Boy With Love, I like this one a lot. It feels very summery to me. And I have to embarrassingly admit that I'm right. I'm just listening to these songs. Josh put them all in a playlist. So I'm just listening to them blind. I didn't realize that it was by BTS at first, which is a K-pop band, Korean pop. And so I was listening to it and I was like, I really have no idea what they're saying, but it's so catchy. And there's that like, aya, aya chorus. And like, it just was like so fast moving and fun that like, it like had that repeatable pattern. And I was like, I can't understand what they're saying, but I'm just going to like sing gibberish to myself. Super embarrassing for me, but it was catchy enough that like, even though I didn't know, you know what they were saying at times, I still liked it and wanted to keep listening to it. And it felt like a fun beach song to me. It's definitely going to have a problem when it goes into the next round to face Sucker by the Jonas Brothers, because this one's clearly moving on. Because I think one of the reasons why Songs of the Summer are so popular is because you can sing along and a song Didn't in another language. some English parts It does. Though? So there are some English parts, but I think being able to sing the whole song is part of what makes it such a good thing to play during the summer, at least in my opinion. Yeah. Well, if we were voting for Global Song of the Summer, this would be the top contender because everything else is only in English. The thing I want to say about the other song, since it's not going to move on, I'd never heard of the artist Lizzo, but the song itself is really catchy. It has sort of like a, a groovy beat, yeah. like a disco sort of vibe. It sounds a little bit like a Bruno Mars type of a song, and I really enjoyed it. It's just not quite... It didn't as have that poppy and catchy as Boy With Love. Yeah, totally. I agree. I liked it, but it wasn't, it just wasn't as summer funny. Okay, so it looks like that was pretty easy. easy. Yeah. Boy With Love is going to go up against Sucker by the Jonas Brothers. But before we get to that matchup, we're going to take our other first round matchup, which is going to be Bad Guy by Billie Eilish versus I Don't Care by Ed Sheeran featuring Justin Bieber. Let's hear a little bit of Bad Guy by Billie Eilish. of I Don't Care by Ed Sheeran featuring Justin Bieber. I'm at a party I don't want to be at And I don't ever wear a suit and tie at Wondering if I can sneak out the back Nobody's even looking me in my eyes Can you take my hand, finish my drink, say shall we dance? Hell yeah, you know I love you, did I ever tell you? You make it better like that Don't think I fit in at this party so much to say yeah. I always feel like I'm nobody mm. Who wants to fit in anyway Cause I don't care when I'm with my baby yeah. Okay, should we just go ahead with our votes again? Yes. Okay, why don't you go first this time and then I will follow up with my vote. I picked I don't care. 
Yeah, I picked that one as well. I want to say something about this song by Billie Eilish first. I think I have like a bias going into this because I have met Billie Eilish before for a work project that I did like a year ago. She's really young. She's only 17. When I met her, she was just getting to be super popular. She was 16 at the time. She's not the nicest person that I've ever met. She's sort of full of herself which is not a great trait to have when you're 16. I'm trying to be nice about it because I don't I don't want to say anything like publicly too mean about her. She's young. I just, here's what I'll say. I have a feeling that she will look back when she is in her 30s on how she acted when she was in her teens and think I was really immature. I think that daily, so she's not alone. And my family likes to tell stories at family functions about all of my, like, idiot antics when I was a teenager. So I totally get that. But that's something that totally plays into your thoughts. I had not known Billy. I didn't know that you had ever met her. Um, so I didn't know any of that. This was my least favorite song out of all of them. Not because it's not catchy, because it is, but the subject matter is pretty dark. It's dark. And so for me, it feels like I have two thoughts to this. I can see how this song would become really popular and I could see like drunk people in a bar dancing to this and like feeling like naughty. But that's not where I am in my life and that's not what appeals to me. And that's not really what we think of when we think of Song of the Summer. Certainly not. No, but I could, what I'm saying is I can see how this song could and probably will be really popular, but I just, it did not have a summer vibe to me. It wasn't upbeat. It wasn't like light and fun and airy. And also just like on a content note, it kind of made me sad. Like it was bringing me down. There's some like disordered thinking in these lyrics. So not that there isn't outlandish things in all of these songs in the lyrics. I'm just, it was, this one wasn't my favorite. It is a song that grew on me as I listened to it more and more, especially when you get to the chorus, there's a really catchy beat in it, but I definitely don't see myself blasting it at a summer barbecue while I'm sitting by oh the pool. Oh my gosh, people would be like, is he okay? Like, what's he doing? Yeah, it's just not that kind of song. Now, on the other hand, the song we both chose is pretty upbeat. What did you think of the song by Ed Sheeran and Justin Bieber? I really liked it. This was actually, well, I know we're doing a bracket, so I probably shouldn't give my overall ratings, but this was like very close to the top for me. I really liked this one out of all of them. I found it was catchy. I... I like Ed Sheeran and Justin Bieber, so it's not surprising to me that I liked it, but I just felt like it was fun and light and I could sing along to it. Yeah, I think that it's definitely fits the vibe of something you'd want to sing along with when you're sitting at the pool with a bunch of friends. All right, so that will take on Old Town Road by Lil Nas X featuring Billy Ray Cyrus. Should we do that matchup first? Yeah, let's do okay, it. Okay, so since we just heard that one, we're just going to hear a little bit of Old Town Road and then we will get into who we think should move on. Yeah, I'm gonna take my horse through the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. I'm gonna take my horse through the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. I got the horses in the back. Horse stock is attached. Head is mad at black, got the bushes black to match. Riding on a horse, ha, you can whip your Porsche. I've been in the valley, you ain't been up off that porch. Now, nah, can't nobody tell me nothing. Do you want to just go ahead and say who we think should move on to the final? Or do you want to talk about them first? What do you think? No, let's just, let's follow okay. our format. So let's just say who we think should move on. All right, I will go first. I'm going to say that between Old Town Road and I don't care. I'm going with 
Old Town Road to move I, on to the finals. I would say I don't care. Okay, so we're going to have to have a little bit of, of a discussion here to see if one person can sway the other person to their side. I'm going to start here, since we haven't talked about Old Town Road, and it was my choice to move on from this matchup. What I want to say about this song is that it has a lot going for it. I think, first and foremost, it's incredibly catchy. Now, it's not as upbeat as some of the other songs on this list that we're talking about, but it's a song that has been stuck in my head since I first heard it, and I didn't just first hear it when I was preparing this list. I actually heard about it a while back, and it just got this little, like... I think it's earworm. Yeah, it's a country vibe, but it's also sort of like hip hop infused. And it's so interesting. And I think what else is interesting about it is that it has what I'm going to call meme ability. Like you can see how many videos of people singing along to the song, doing their own take on the lyrics and everything like that. So I just feel like this song is going to outlast something that is catchy and upbeat. Like, I don't care, but is ultimately kind of generic. Like, we've heard songs like I Don't Care Before by both Ed Sheeran and Justin Bieber, and it's not one of their songs that I think will stand out when you look back in a year or two. Like, there are certain Justin Bieber songs and Ed Sheeran songs that I remember to this day that really stand out. I don't think that's one of them. I'm uh, That's a good argument, honey. I, I don't mind, you know, going with you on this one. I guess this sh- song just isn't my personal taste, and so that was a little hard for me. But I think my first thought when I listened to it was, this is a weird mashup, but it like kind of works like these two genres together because it crosses genres. I think that its popularity will likely skyrocket and that like the country, like summer drinking laid back bro vibe. I feel like this song captures. Did I convince you enough to move it on to the final round? Yes. Okay. All right. So we're going to move on old town road to face off against the winner of sucker and Boy With Love. So let's move on to our other Final Four matchup. We haven't heard anything of Sucker yet, so we're going to hear a little bit of that by the Jonas Brothers right now. We go together Better than birds of a feather You and me We change the weather Yeah I'm feeling heat in December When you found me I've been dancing on top of cars And stumbling out of bars I follow you through the dark Can't get enough you're the medicine and the pain The tattoo inside my brain And baby, you know it's obvious I'm a sucker for you Say the word and I'll go anywhere blindly I'm a sucker for you Yeah Any road to take, you know that you'll find me I'm a sucker for you I'm gonna go first here And say that I think My opinion is that Boy With Love should move on to the finals. And I think you're going to have a different choice. So I want, I don't feel super strong about this. So I want you to convince me that your choice, which I'm guessing is... Sucker. Yeah. I want you to convince me why that one should move on and not Boy With Love. Because I I really enjoy Boy With Love and I think it's catchy. But tell me why Sucker should move on. Like I said, I came across a song earlier a couple months ago in like a mix on Spotify that someone had made and I could not stop singing it. I didn't know who sang it. I didn't know what the song was called, but I just had this like that ear. It was in my brain. And so I ended up looking it up and then realizing how much I liked the song, which I've mentioned before, but 
I want to mention a few things about this song. First of all, it's by the Jonas Brothers, and they are hot right now. They're enjoying a comeback. They had previously been Disney child stars and, like, had a lot of the hits as young teens, and then they broke up and did their own thing, and they are back. Six years following their split, the group reunited. It's three brothers, Kevin, Joe, and Nick Jonas, and they reunited with the release of this song. So it launched on March 1st, 2019, and the song became the 34th song in history to debut at number one on the Billboard Hot 100. And it's their first number one single on the chart. So 34th song in history, that's pretty good. So already I think, like objectively, it's doing well and probably better than Boy With Love. Also, I have to go on a little tangent here because I went down a major Jonas Brothers rabbit hole today. There's a fourth brother, Frankie. Frankie Jonas. It's like, where is he? Well, he was born in 2000, so he wasn't, like, excluded from the band. When they were, like, you know, doing this, he was, like, eight or something. Actually, I think he was, like, really little. So Nick Jonas, when he was 10, released his debut single in 2002. So, like, his brother was two years old. So, like, he was, like, five or under for sure. That caught the attention of Columbia Records, and then they formed a band, Nick and his brothers Joe and Kevin. So basically, they were, like, 11, 15, and 17 when all of this was happening, or starting to happen. Now, of course, they're 31, 29, and 26. They're all married. They're all, you know, doing really well for themselves. But I just feel like Sucker is like a success story of, you know, these child Disney pop stars who are now adult men, and they put out a really good track. And it's my song of the summer, so that's my pitch. Okay, you've convinced me. I will happily move on, Sucker. I do want to say, though, that if we had a third-round matchup, I think, Boy With Love would take the cake. So between Sucker and Old Town Road, we've heard both of them. I think that you have chosen Sucker. Yeah, I will say, I think they're a very even match. I think if I'm looking at like popularity in the United States, you've basically got like the country vibe with the like pop, like I think more girls will like the Jonas Brothers song. I'm still going to go with Jonas Brothers just because they're really hot right now and they've got a lot of momentum a lot of documentary marketing. Like, they, they're, like, the re-release, their resurgence, I think, is generating a lot of... They're kind of everywhere right now. Yeah. You know, I would probably choose Old Town Road, but I think that I will go with Sucker as the song of the summer. Now, if I'm going to choose what I think might be sort of the consensus song of the summer at the end of this summer, like, popular-wise, not just our choice, I think Old Town Road is going to be the one that people are talking about when they make their list. How can lists. we measure this? How can we, on Labor Day, or, like, before Labor Day weekend? I think we'll just have to look sort of online to see what people are writing about it, because typically at the end of the summer, people will publish what they think. Like, can we measure by downloads, or can we measure by... Yeah, we by could definitely check like on where Spotify. where it is on the charts? Yeah, we can check like all I that stuff. I want a number. You want objective numbers at the and end of the summer. not subjective blog Yeah, posts. okay, so we're going to take a look at the end of the summer... But I think, ding, 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 we can crown Sucker by the Jonas Brothers as our song of the summer. Let us know if you agree, disagree. Did you like this format for our marquee topic? Please let us know. We might be able to do something else like this in the future about different kinds of songs or movies or books or TV shows, something like that. Let us know. We had a lot of fun doing this. Should we move on to our teasers for this week? Let's do it. Maureen, why don't you kick us off? All right, my teaser is I've been listening to the audio version of Tim Ferriss's book, The 4-Hour Workweek. This was like a phenomenon in like 2008, 2009. And he basically talks a lot about like passive income and productivity hacks. It's just been interesting. I actually have – I'm 
not finished with the book yet, but one of his great ideas that I'm trying out this week was an information fast, basically. So for five days, don't watch the news, don't read the newspaper, don't read magazines, don't look at social media, use your computer, but use it only for the specific task you're working on. So like don't have 15 tabs open on your browser and like really stay focused and watch like one hour of TV at night just for pleasure, like nothing like news related or documentary based. So really like reading fiction books, but no nonfiction book. And I have found myself to be incredibly focused and it has freed up a lot of time that I guess I was wasting reading things that I thought were making me more productive, but maybe weren't. So yeah, check it out. It's an interesting read for sure. My teaser this week is a YouTube series by the publication Wired. The series is called Almost Impossible. It's currently 14 episodes. The episodes are about 15 minutes long each. They're hosted by a Wired writer named Robbie Gonzalez, who explores the science behind remarkable feats of strength, agility, and performance that test the limits of human possibility. So he does episodes like why it's almost impossible to juggle 15 balls at a time, why it's almost impossible to solve a Rubik's Cube in under three seconds. And these are things that are really difficult, but he explores the science behind why those things are as difficult as they are. I find it really interesting. I've watched all of the episodes so far. He gets in there and does it himself, so you kind of get a normal person competing and doing some of these things. You can sort of see how you might perform in these different feats. Does he race Michael Phelps swimming? I've always wanted that. No, he doesn't do that. But he does, you know, try to juggle a bunch of different balls. He tries to you know, throw a baseball super fast. It's just really interesting. And if you are into that kind of a thing, I think you'd like this series. So check it out. All right, that will do it for this week. Maureen, thanks for another great episode. Thanks, honey. Thanks to our listeners. And we'll be back next week with a brand new episode. You can leave us feedback, comments, or questions on each episode by going to vernacularpodcast.com slash popcast. We would love to hear from you and we would especially love to hear what you want to hear about on the show. You can also reach us by emailing the podcast at vernacularpodcast.com. Please also subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. We put out a new one every Friday, and if it's not too much trouble, please drop us a rating or a review. It helps other people find our show. We'll be back next week, as always, sitting cross-legged on our bedroom floor with a brand new episode. This is episode 49 of the podcast. I think it's my turn to do that. You I did think... it last week. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Oh. <laughs> Sorry.